books are not popular books. Books that will change your life are not necessarily going to be bestsellers. Books that will mean the most to you, like to you as an individual, to you personally on your journey, most times won't necessarily be from your favorite authors. Hi guys. So uh, today's book, which is book two, is uh, The Fisherman by Chigozi Obioma. I'd already rounded up these segments as in this uh, particular session of book two. I've finished my review, I've finished my take on the book and everything. And then I stumbled on a statement made by the author, that's Chigozi himself, that kind of gave me a new perspective on the whole book. And I just felt like, you know what, let me redo this, this whole thing again. So yeah, I am. It's another take so i'll start this way i'm a very big fan of tales and stories that are beautifully told and finely written i love a story that grips me out of the gate and holds my attention i'm even more of a fan when that story is an african story by an african this time around this is not just an african this is a nigerian to be very precise the reason why i said you know i like a story that grips me from the very beginning is i'm reading a novel currently now that going past the first and second chapter is like a chore and uh sometimes books like that you are tempted to give up i can even say that this book is not the first time i'm reading it that i've dropped it but now i don't want to give up on the book so i'm just trying to do my possible best just get get past the first two chapters i think after the second chapter gets to the third some stories begin to pick up some books are like that but this book in particular uh the fisherman by chigozi catches your attention from the beginning and takes you on a, on a very long and joyful ride chigozi obioma is one hell of a storyteller this is his debut over and it came out guns blazing like i said so how did i come across this book okay first of all i'm an english student finished from studied english in school that being said my book review has you know no scholarly touch to it like i'm deliberate about not making it something that is scholarly although sometimes i might get into my scholarly bag but when i talk about books on this platform it's just from a layman's perspective and a fan and someone that just enjoys the story without reading too much meaning into it but i came across this book while i was in school although it wasn't rec- it wasn't recommended or a requirement reading and i think that's another reason why i gravitated towards a book that i was eager to read it you know as fast as possible because most times recommended books in school and in class can be tasking even though the book is inter- interesting there's just not this zeal to read it properly and then you're just distracted by the fact that you have to ensure that you know you are getting the points you're getting the themes you're getting the the author's perspective and you are able to critique it very well and not just read it like every other reader and then that can be very tasking on its own so the fact that i didn't have to do that reading this was one of the reasons why i think i enjoyed it more and why i read it quickly and finished it on time if i must say so this book is well-rounded very rich in details the story is about the Agu family that unravels between 1993 and uh, 2003 putting them in the midst of the 1993 elections and uh, it's overturning by the junita mko abiola imprisonment and execution the dictatorial rule of uh, general sonia bacha so finally you know civil governors this is just an historical context just to put it into perspective apart from the fact that this detail you know is in novel it doesn't even take away from the beauty and the heart and brilliance in the way the story was woven by the author so this the Yago family like i said this is an Igbo family but they you know they are situated in the west and uh, in akure uh on those states to be precise so the author talked about the unrest the influence of the west on this part of the world colonization politics and the likes he mentioned all these without you know deviating from from the heart and the content of the story in the sense that he masterfully uses the nigerian tradition of storytelling as a literary sub subversive blanket 
for sociopolitical criticism cautious not to overwhelm the central theme like it was like it was very subtle but yet effective i think this is one of the reasons why i also fell in love with the book a lot of times when it comes to african writers like african novels and african stories and novels like this the authors are they have this kind of body to make a political statement to critique the government and the likes and stuff like that and most times that task that they give themselves can be very heavy in the book and it just takes away from the beauty of the story and the other other beautiful themes that are there but has been overshadowed by this this uh this body if you ask me what uh what's his name what chigose did in this book was you know he did that too but he was very subtle and very crafty about it which made the story even more rich and which i think uh he said it's kudos to his artistic you know prowess so let me introduce the characters to you we have uh, a family a family of four yes and uh, a very very you know very typical nigerian family busy father stay at home mom three boys that you know are all over the place and the father is a disciplinarian the three boys are ikina bojo bimbe the last one is benjamin who is still very small and goes around his mother still carries him around but the story was written from the viewpoint of benjamin benjamin was like the narrator in the story and uh, ikina bojo and bimbe were like the major characters like i said discipline there are hard lessons in this story like it is dark it is brutal it is mournful and tragic which is why i i, I felt strongly about the book it actually ended in a way that you know i kind of like let me not give you a spoiler and you also have abulu who is the madman who is also at the center of this story and the way he brought everything together was just so beautiful so i'm building this to get to the statement that he made that made this come full circle and into perspective for me or give me another light into this story so so one of the statements i i found out the statement i came across from uh, chigose is that countries can take a wrong turn just as people can in this book we, we saw how the hagu family took a very wrong turn as the story unfolds and uh, chigose alludes to the fact that the family is a type of uh, nigeria nigeria was created <clears throat> nigeria was created from the ideas of madness deceit and false prophets who have caused disharmony and destruction to africa so you know there are allegories in the fishermen of British intrusion. For example, when the British left in 1930, in 1960, I'm getting fully now into Chigose's statement. He said, when the British left in 1960 and Nigeria gained independence, the people immediately saw their differences. Three major tribes with nothing in common, cohabitating to form a nation. And they come to realize quickly that they could not exist as a nation. But it was too late. According to Chigose, in his words now, I intend Abulu, who is the madman, as a metaphor for the entity that infiltrates the lives of others, creates chaos, through mere words and cause suffering among the people while the family of four boys is a metaphor of the major tribes of nigeria so this statement you might not fully comprehend it if you've not read the story but it put a lot of things in, into perspective for me because the Agu families consist of four boys abolu was a madman whose words people are people around the vicinity in that neighborhood and in that area you know they they dread a lot they felt they feel like once you say something it comes to pass so the boys they came to a point where he said something and that you know spawned a lot of things that took place in the story which i'll leave you to go and you know find out if you are interested in the story but what i'm what i want to focus on is the the metaphor that i made mention of which is the abulu is a type of the british colony and uh, the hago family is a type of nigeria consisting of you know three major tribes it just put a lot of things into perspective and shows truly truly nigeria was bettered in uh, the ideas of madness but i would like to say in conclusion that a lot of times in our literature we, we get to see stuff like this where our writers keep stating facts about how we cannot coexist as a people and how you know historically nigeria was 
was not supposed to be the way it was recreated by a white man and stuff like that. But from my own experience, I've come to realize that as a people, it is possible for us to cohabit in the same space, in the same peacefully. Let me just leave it like that. Peacefully, because I've seen it in my eyes. People from different tribes can do that. But most of the times, we try and emphasize the fact that we are different tribes, different languages, and stuff like that. And my argument is, I've seen other countries where they speak the same languages, and they are not as together as people might assume they are. For example, the United States is as divided as, as any kind of division. Yet, this is a country with generally speaking one language and you know a lot of things in common yeah we know there are a lot of things in that history and all like it but my argument still is we can make it work and i feel like our this is not a critique criticism to the work or to chigo Ziato. i feel like the story is very brilliant and it, the point it made up you know is a very very valid point but i'm just saying that we can try as much as possible also in our literature and in other aspects to throw a limelight to what brings us together more as a people to also allow Elaborate on the things that causes unity amongst ourselves, which is more than the things that divide us actually, like really, if you ask me. And uh, so that's that on my, uh, I don't want to say review, but for want of another word on my review of this book. <coughs> uh, so hopefully I've been able to convince you to go and read the book and not bore you out with the old, you know, points and all like that. But I just felt like that's to be said. But this is one of my favorite novels in recent times that I've read. And I know that I'm going to reread it again. It's just it, like, and it's a very powerful story too. How families deal with conflicts, deal with tragedy, how they, how they cope and exist and thrive in tough times. It's just a very beautiful book. That's that, guys. Cheers and thank you, and stay tuned for the next book review on my bookshelf. Peace.